Hey all, welcome to the Impact and Influence podcast series. I'm Chetna here, your host, a corporate professional turned into an entrepreneur, mother of two amazing kids and a lovely dog. I'm here to help the aspiring entrepreneurs to identify their niche and build a business around it. The intent of this podcast series is to know and learn from the entrepreneurs, their successes, their challenges, their failures, their habits and above all how they have transformed as an individual. My dear awesome people, here comes one more story with one more entrepreneur. So let's just dive in. Hey listeners, help me in welcoming our today's guest Ms. Ishita Saxena, the founder of Arizu. which is India's first customized natural skin care brand. Yes, Ishita is an engineering graduate who has worked in the corporate as a business analyst for quite a long time, but then she decides to start on her own. So let's listen to her story. Welcome Ishita to the Impact and Influence podcast series and uh, first of all I would like to thank you for taking out the time and uh, being a part of my podcast uh, series. So Ishita um, as I had already shared you the intent of this podcast series is to bring in the entrepreneurs who have just started their journey uh, who uh, by sharing your journey I think people out there who are still looking out to start on their own can get some ideas can get some inputs from the journey which you guys share so uh, to start with ishita just share about yourself and your journey till now first first and foremost thank you so much chetna for calling me in this makes me feel important yes okay I'm at least achieve something in life <laughs> we sitting talking and it's been wonderful knowing you coming to the journey uh, so yes it's it's been a long process i was in the corporate world before this for around 8 to 10 years i was working uh, in a proper uh, it background and as a business analyst and there always was in the backdrop in the back of the mind you know you have to do something of your own matlab i always had this and you wouldn't believe it when i was uh, 10 or 12 years old and i wanted to open an ngo oh. but <laughs> that is when the, the idea the little seed popped in but then you realized that okay opening an ngo is like okay you need to have funds and everything so that is where the track went on ki nahi uh, eventually ye hota hai ki something you have to make a business out of it and you have to earn money and that is when you can give back to the society or do something uh, so uh, so when i have been into skin care and cosmetics all along um, just wanted to do something of my own and uh, so me around when i got married it started off very small and a very small scale uh, with a brand called ru where i used to do all of these diy recipes my husband used to work late nights and i was like okay let's start with some diy i started giving off gifts to friends and everything that went well and that is where the seed of starting as an entrepreneur really went in and uh, then became a mom like ab to kar lo <laughs> that is this is the, this is the least risk time mm-hmm. so took a break from work and here i am eventually so uh, how did the thought of like uh, this way products which you are chosen uh, so why did that why did you choose about the skincare products 
so I have always been a skincare nerd. You know, I never realized it earlier. Like girls are into makeup, into clothes, but I always was looking at high fancy skincare brands and uh, just just taking care of yourself and. Overall, eventually, and my my mom also used to be like, "Oh, these DIY home remedies that we all follow." So that is where it was. Uh, gradually, as time passed, it started off with DIY from Pinterest. It started off from there. Then I started doing studies and certifications, and went ahead that I'm sure we'll talk about it later. And this is how it all eventually came down to uh, just to take care of yourself, just to pamper yourself. I was never a makeup person, to be very honest. So, <laughs> but you have to look good. So that is where it came. Just started from pampering myself to DIY to then eventually formulations and everything, and get into a more formal structure. Okay, uh, I can make out that as you're telling that like you started with an interest and then DIY and then you got into this. Yes. But I'm very sure the journey of this wouldn't be so easy. So, so can you just share about that part? Once you decided that you have to start uh, something on your own, you wanted to set up your own uh, business. So, how was the journey from there till now? Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I was starting off, uh, first and foremost, what happens is that the first uh, stopping or the fear factor in your head is what will family and friends say so all the, both the parents were a little uh, dicey that what are you doing you're settled in a nice job you have a nice family everything's fine working fine why do you need to quit uh, so that was the first step thankfully my husband was always supportive he was always like okay whatever you want to do you want to try experiment try it and fail we'll figure it out we'll figure it out just go ahead and give it a shot so uh what i did was uh, initially so since i was always everyone was like you know you need to take care and take a chance uh, what i started off i took a break from work uh, as a leave of absence uh, unpaid leave just to get the prototype out okay. uh, so it always is you know what i and have seen it with a lot of women around me or anyone people we always go into something with a lot of bigger that okay let's do this we will do it and when you start off you like 6 months down the line it just fizzles out yeah. oh no yaar nahi ho raha it's a little boring and i don't think i can it's too tough for me so that was the unpaid leave that i took just to take that experiment uh, get it out of my head that yes am i serious about it or not first and foremost i have to be serious about it i have to be really adamant on it because until unless you are that no one else is going to take you seriously um so that is how it began uh uh post that what happens is there is a lot of confusion agreed you know what uh, when there are legal aspects then there are personal aspects uh, then a lot my first and foremost question i got was are you qualified enough for that or not exactly. um that is where i went ahead and did my soap uh, maker certification from handcrafted soap and cosmetic guild usa and i'm telling you i'm india's only soap person to have done that Wow, I had to congrats. run places. <laughs> I had to run places, get that certification, call them up. Okay, no, I have to do it online. They're like, we don't do it international. I'm like, no, no, I need to do it. I need to have some solid credibility, as to say. Mm-hmm. Then I went ahead and did aroma therapy certifications, natural skincare oils. So as and where I was building my MVP, as we say, minimal viable product, I was getting my. Uh, 
certifications in place i was getting my uh, qualifications in place so that maybe whenever i launch someone comes back to me and tells me you know what are you really qualified enough to do this then i can say yes i have uh, in this process also it shows your own commitment to the topic to the uh, area that you're getting into and it shows credibility to the people around you ki acha ha whatever she's planning to do she is right um post that what happens is uh you know what getting making a product is easy uh, getting a prototype is easy but setting up the venture is where the tricky part comes in there's okay. it there's computer there's legal aspects to it yes uh then there are packaging aspects to it kitna volume rakhna hai small rakhna hai bada rakhna hai. so there are a lot of aspects that is where it gets stuck okay so uh, as you you were telling that like the with the many aspects once we dive in we'll get to know okay my god there's so much to do right yes. now so initially it will be only the idea what we have or the product what we want to bring it bring it out but once we enter in knowing as an entrepreneur knowing about all the things is very important even if i can outsource everything i should be knowing what i'm outsourcing yes. even if i'm outsourcing whether the work done is right or not so yes <laughs> uh, i i think you very beautifully have had planned ishita about your uh, getting into this journey so get taking that break finding the prototype and also uh, getting yourself certified getting that uh, building your credibility is it's simply amazing so once you get it the actual uh, challenge comes so uh, as you told learning about the different aspects what did you do you just had to meet people or you studied on your own or how how did you do that? uh we talked about the product development or talking about the business uh, you can share about the both product development and also the business uh so see uh, product development uh, the thing is we can meet people um uh, and you meet a lot of variety of people in both scenarios uh, so while product development is of course uh, as we say you do customer surveys you try to understand what problem you're solving and what you try to get into um, that is one aspect so setting up any business what i have realized is one aspect is the sales and the marketing and the product development part the second is the back end operations part that where are you going to get source the ingredients from how you going to really set up the operations what basic equipment you require even if you require a crock pot or a spatula or a beaker then who are the vendors you going to go up to and um, and then you start speaking to different kind of people you realize okay you know what your uh, requirement ships from amazon to india mart basic that's the switch <laughs> of mindset that comes <laughs> yeah. go from being a consumer to we becoming a b2b person <laughs> okay india mart is a place to go to now <laughs> so uh, that is where it comes in and then uh, consumers and of course uh, see people you know any possible friend relative you speak to and you going to get a lot of mixed reviews a lot of mixed reviews people are going to be supportive people are going to be doubtful and that is where and people ask questions which are very unique also and that is also what triggers you yeah uh, you not prepared for something and you thought you know this is something which i'll do and this maybe this is the right path or this is something which i don't need and someone suddenly will say you know what you can do this way also or have you done this have you covered that and they're like oh okay we need to cover this also so mm-hmm. speaking to people is definitely very necessary and uh, 
getting up the operations also maybe you speak to fellow entrepreneurs or someone whoever is little senior can uh, the very basic thing like switching from amazon to india mart i'm yeah. sure we never do it normally some businessman will say have you checked out india mart and like oh okay there's a website like that <laughs> so it yeah. does open doors for you that ways Okay, okay, okay. When you were telling about the product development, so how did you uh, validate your idea? Uh, so idea validation. See, while till the time I was on break from work, like around six to eight months, I was uh, building up my product. I was trying it on myself. I was trying to people on people around me, and continuously speaking to people. So I would say idea validation and building the product up type was almost going around together around six to eight months. Okay. Okay. And the more I studied about it, the more I did all my certifications alongside with it. That way, it also gave me more confidence that yes, I can go ahead with this and uh, building something which which will make a difference for sure. Okay, so, so this is how. Mm. Uh, so, and uh, what is the importance of the certifications which you did? So, how do you see yourself before certification and after certification? Uh, what what happens is uh, there are two parts to it. First is of course your knowledge increases. Uh, you uh, there is there is some formal structure to it. As in, like we can study. It's true. Everything is available on Google right now. Yeah. But there's no there's no validation to it. There's no checking on it. Ki whatever is read on Google is it right or not? There you have a formal structure in a certification in those courses that you have. Uh, that okay, this what we're teaching you is right, and we, you can say it's a proof of concept. Second aspect is it helps you grow your network. Um, it uh, really gives gives you a lot of exposure to different things and across the globe what's happening. Uh, and you always have someone solid to go back to ask questions because while you're formulating and anything you know there is a uh, it's like schooling in college it's like you have a teacher whereas you go back to her and be like ha whatever you're thinking is right or wrong Correct. and it does open your uh, brain and horizons and gives more structure to it for whatever you're developing um, so i would definitely say that any kind of course any kind of certification however small it is uh will definitely give you a different aspect of whatever you might might read on youtube or google but a uh, solid you know that this is solid right substance that you're reading and you're talking about yeah. that is how certifications make the difference exactly that you told the two things which i will completely agree is one is you'll get the structured way of uh, uh study and second is like if you're stuck Going back again to your mentors, like our teachers or whoever. Yes. So, uh, so Ishita, like, can you just tell about your venture and so, so more about it? Yeah. The products you have and. Uh, uh yes so uh chetna why so while we was researching and everything, what we realized was that. of course we have a lot of skin care brands uh, we have a lot of skin care brands in india and abroad but everywhere it's all off the shelf products and uh, while i was speaking to customers and speaking to clients everyone i was like you know what i i buy products and then they go to waste because something did not suit me or i did not like the fragrance of it or something of that sort and that is where that is how aruzu uh, build as a brand i got it we decided i decided to make it a personalized skincare brand okay. so we so what we do is we have a very limited range of products 
uh, we keep it less and more effective first and foremost that is what we hold by then the second is um, we speak to a client we understand their skin requirements their concerns their skin goals and then we personalize our products as per their skin requirements so um, so the uh, like i would take an example so for my product range in my face rituals there's a facial cleanser and there's a face oil uh and we call it a face ritual so if i'm speaking to you i'll understand your skin i'll understand your skin requirements and then we will customize the facial cleanser and the face oil for your individual skin type for the requirements that you have and then make a product for you and how do we customize it uh so there are three major ingredients types of ingredients that we use first is a natural colorant uh, the colorant by colorant i mean a kasturi haldi or a manjishtha or a beetroot powder then the second is speciality oils uh, like a jojoba or an apricot or an almond oil okay and the third is essential oil blends uh, so uh, the essential oil blends are lavender based or geranium based or a floral uh, fragrance to it so how do i go about all of this how do i get to this uh, customization part I'll give you a little background on that also. I I have sat down and created a basic software where all the skin conditions and the skin uh, criteria go into the software. It gives me a permutation and combination of all the ingredients that would suit an individual with those requirements, and that is where we choose. So ours is a software and an AI backed uh, technology platform. So we met personalization, AI technology. and natural and organic sustainability in one so we trying to achieve a lot of things together great so how do uh, i mean as you told do you have any kind of certified doctors with you or how it is like uh, because when it is when it comes to skin people are very cautious so they will be little hesitant to take from anyone so they they as you told uh, certifications they also look out for who are the people who are recommending we do have a panel of cosmetologists on board um, and we have cosmetologists who are very well qualified experienced i have a lady from mumbai she is like 40 plus years of experience in cosmetology one lady in delhi she is she's done her studies from uk so we do have qualified cosmetologists aestheticians with us who help in the formulation and in and also when someone has real serious skin issues where uh, as a normal product we cannot really support them we always send them across to those people for more detailed consultation so that they help in a proper longer journey and they can go around together as you were telling customized uh, products look uh, if i sell, share my requirement today so how when the like get my products like it, what is the duration of uh, that uh-huh. time so uh, so what happens is i speak to you today i understand your skin requirements we feed it into the software our software gives some some combinations and permutations then it takes around 3 to 4 days to make the product and you should re you should uh, receive it within 7 to 10 day, 10 days depending on the logistics so we we take a it takes around a week on an average to receive okay. guidance would be given to the customers how to use it yes uh, so what we do is uh, first thing is that we send you a package along with the 
product we send you a list of ingredients that have been used with all the description about those ingredients we send you a directions card uh, that this is how it's supposed to be used and everything all the details around it and at the same time what uh, whenever the person uh, receives the product we have a initial call with the client just to have a, on a high level discussion that okay this is how it's supposed to be used two weeks later we do a follow up uh, is the product suiting you the person or not is there any reactions or allergies and we have a policy that within 30 days if the product does not suit you um, so since it's essential oils is natural ingredient something might just go haywire or some reactions so we are happy to replace the product without different formula having a look at it properly within 30 days of use and we do that free of cost is just as part of our customer service and the second aspect is that we want the product to suit you Uh, that is the whole ethos of the brand that it's personalized and customized for you. So it's just not something off the shelf that you buy and you just leave it on again and okay, did not suit me. It's okay. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Okay. So you have a team of yours, Rishika, like a whole. Um. So yes, we uh we are actually in the process of uh, getting our Ayush license, manufacturing license. Um. Uh, so I we setting up a unit, a small unit in Lucknow. so that is in process right now okay. so uh, once we have that ayush uh, it's uh, ayurvedic manufacturing license for skin care products in india yeah. uh, so we have that sorted so we'll be setting up a small unit in lucknow i am in the process of gathering that team and i to have uh, two younger people along with me who help in everything otherwise <laughs> so when you are hiring what are the things which you keep in mind what sort of people you want to hire uh my first thing is that the person should, should have the zeal to learn uh and to work uh so what happens is a lot of and then the thing is that it should be open to work on different things um, there are a lot of people who come and say like you know no this was the jd that you told me and this is what <laughs> i'm going to do <laughs> open and normally respectful okay, that so is the basic i look at uh Okay. Yeah. Great. Be open to work in different areas. That if you're a social media person and I give you an accounting work, even if you don't learn know it, we should at least be willing to learn about it or see, look at it. Not say that no, I just do digital media, so I'll just stick to digital media. That actually, I think it has to matter. People, those are onboarding. Their vision and your vision should match. And if it, if they yeah. agree to your vision and mission, then I think. There will be no need to tell anything for them. They will be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. That's it. So, Vishita, uh, the next question is: As a woman uh, getting into an entrepreneurial journey, uh, there are so much of things which happens within the mindset and. Uh, Uh, so how a person? Because for me, it took many years. I was thinking, I was, I want to do one, two, three things like the more, more than ten years. But it started changing. Is there a lot of uh, things which happens within us? So what do you feel that as a woman, what are the kind of challenges which they uh, go through before they take a decision of starting this journey? <laughs> oh, that's that's say. <laughs> the first the very first step is first to have a concrete thought second is to have the confidence that you can pull it off <laughs> and the third is 
to have the confidence to fight the whole world around you to pull it off <laughs> so uh, that so in sub- initially uh, what what happens with us as women is like maybe i feel that you know we're looking for validation from everywhere yeah. and we're all always uh, always are in the tendency of okay looking after everyone ignoring ourselves somewhere in the journey um, and if you getting into entrepreneurship something or the other you have to get become selfish at some point of time you have to just block out the noise and concentrate on what you are thinking about yourself and about your priorities mm-hmm. we really have to before just venturing into this we have to prioritize on ourselves so not ki ha okay now it's about me it's about my venture it's going to be about my idea it's going to be about my time Yeah. taking that out our time is the most toughest job for us initially correct so yes uh, so before you start off there are a lot of i'm sure it's more of mental strength we need than anything else yeah the rest thing is uh, rest things can be figured it out once we yeah rest things will be smooth out <laughs> how do you balance because now you have a small kid with you and how was your day uh, how do you manage your day with having this business in hand and i know that initial days will not have much customers but that is the period where we'll have a lot of stress within us so where we have we'll be thinking so many things how to get this customer how to build up my website how to get more followers or how to get more traffic to my website so how do you balance this uh so the good part is thankfully fingers crossed my husband's been super supportive about this uh i i first and foremost you really need to have a good very good family support uh that is the basic of it uh so how we manage is uh early mornings if i'm looking at the kitchen my husband's taking after my son uh so before covid he used to go to a daycare and i used to still get some time half day daycare and preschool he used to do so i used to get them time now what we do is uh I put him engaged in some activities for an hour. I start try to get things sorted in an hour. So I take half an hour break with him, then play with him, then get back to my work for an hour. Things like that, back and forth, shuffling. Uh, so I sometimes I I do work weekends sometimes. That is when my husband looks after the kid. So we we try to keep alternating between things like that. Uh, Thankfully, the weather's getting improve, improving, so I send my son down to the park so I can take sessions <laughs> like this. Okay. <laughs> so this is how it works. Uh, I sometimes I work late evenings when my husband takes after the looks after the kid. So and uh, family support and house help. Yeah. <laughs> Especially house help in India, like that is <laughs> thanks to COVID, this went up and down, but yeah, we somehow managed. He's also finally understood that okay, if mama's working on the laptop, then he's supposed to play with sand or water in the background. <laughs> You uh and what I realize is you really have to let the go the kid do anything in the house if you want to work. Yeah, <laughs> have that. So one balanced house. Yeah, I think as I told the support from family plays a very very important role when anyone be it a woman or a man who has to do something on their own that support is plays a very important role because they will be the strong pillars for our uh, whatever success or whatever work we are doing. So completely agree on to it. Uh, my next question is like, how is your? Uh, do you invest daily in learning something, or uh, how do you? When it comes to upskilling, how do you spend? Uh, how much time do you spend, and how do you do that? Uh, 
I honestly won't say I spend every day learning, but yes, one thing is uh, or being in front of the customer is also one of the things that's the biggest learning because you always surprised with something new which you weren't prepared for, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I need to look into this too. Uh, that is first thing, and the second thing is uh, keeping yourself up with the market and. Seeing what the competitors do is also an indirect, direct way of learning. Because if you hear a new term, what the competitor is doing, you're like, okay, let me study about this. So I keep, uh, I do try to take up new courses or try to do something or the new read about something new. But uh, personally, I honestly, I'm more on the job for me. Speaking to people, speaking to prospective clients, or uh, even surfing through Instagram and looking at a competitor's new product and seeing a new ingredient. Oh. that's a new ingredient i've not heard about let me study about that so uh, a lot is on this go and on the job mostly at least now for now just trying to scale everything up so yeah yeah <laughs> that that's because as you told speaking to the customers is the what we learn a lot in fact and actually it's only it is not only from okay i have done this it's good product but only when they start asking questions is what when uh, we will realize okay i need to work on it more so what is uh, how old is arzu and what are the future plans that you kept for arzu am i pronouncing it right arzu yeah yeah okay <laughs> so arzu um, i formally launched in this july okay july 2020 in covid times <laughs> so we are on four or five months now um, and future plans wise so as i said we setting up our own factory in lucknow so we we thinking of move, hopefully expanding into b2b also at the same time uh, so we'll have two parallel ways to it a b2b section to it and a b2c and grow this brand well and uh, there's one very basic and a main thing i missed out uh, talking about earlier um so we also have a ethical business parallel stream that we have with arizu when i started off um, so it's always said now whatever you learn if you teach you understand better what i do is i studied this soap making i used to make soaps for everyone at the same time what i do is i may take classes for underprivileged kids i take classes for especially i went to an ngo especially uh, able kids i took classes for them so that ways uh, we take classes soap making classes for them it helps me upskill myself it helps me develop my skill and also gives them a job on the go which they can use in life so we keep doing that some kind of workshop every month or every two months uh, it just slowed down a little in the covid times but a couple of months in the middle we always do uh, some workshops for someone uh, in an ngo or in a school that is where it is and at the same time what i'm planning to do is in the future we trying uh, whenever i set up my factory whenever i we expand we uh, i hope to keep it more than 90% women oriented organization and uh, and would uh, be picking up women from underprivileged societies and uh, hopefully let's see what can uh, whomever i can approach underprivileged society women and just train them up skill them and make it a nice enterprise so that is the hopes with arizu that is hopefully that is the direction we'll go into um, and the other aspect to it is we are a sustainable organization and we want to keep it that way so it's a natural sustainable eco friendly brand 
um so that is also one part of it um, hopefully the factory as set up would be as per the sustainable uh, architecture standards that we talking about recently so that is also one aspect to it yeah so there's a lot of things in plan <laughs> let's see how it goes it's it's a very nice uh, thought ishita like getting the training first thing is training the underprivileged people and second yeah. is your thought of getting uh, the women and g- giving them a job the people those who are underprivileged yeah. it's a very wonderful thought and i think your dream of starting an ngo also is already you are yeah. there you are a part of it you are <laughs> that's what has pulled you back there and you're living what you so want so it always takes me back to the very square one that you know what NGO you have to go back I'm, it's not about talking well if it's an NGO I don't know if I would have been able to justify it with a working business I know I'm giving employment to women and I have sure. this faith in myself that okay I'm giving money which I earn and they earn and you know they use it as they want to sure. so yeah <laughs> just building on it gradually <laughs> it's it's a very it's a very good thought and i think for me i always appreciate the people those who have thought of something and taken that step and uh, because why i started this also i was just sharing with you because i myself had stopped for more than 10 years not doing taking action because i i was not sure how to start with and how where to start with which one to start with so i start that okay, this is the best way to learn and to share the message to the people who are really uh, thinking to start something of their own like kahan se shuru karna hai whether should i do with this see you were an it person and moved into this product development it is totally two different things and how very well you put in your skills into it brought in ai bit of it being an analyst of course you brought in that aspect also and your dream of case starting an ngo where you are approaching started training them it's it's beautiful ishita it's really beautiful and yeah i think what is that message you would like to share to the people who are still stuck with the thing see they have that they'll have that 40% or 50% of something they have to do on their own but a fear there are a lot of other factors which would be there which is hampering them and uh, some will be also would enjoy being in that comfort zone so what message uh, you would like to share to those people i would uh, just say first thing is do try to do something which makes you genuinely happy uh if uh, if working and job makes you genuinely happy we i'm more than happy that you continue with it if caring for your family taking care of your kids it genuinely makes you uh, happy continue with it and i'm telling you that's the biggest job to do <laughs> <Okay. laughs> i i have ultimate respect for women like for homemakers but at the same time if you have that inside that one little spark inside you which is self driven not self driven from outside not driven by family or husband if you have that one little spark inside that no i want to do something of my own just start with a little small experiment maybe get anything just maybe if you want to make cards and do something handcrafted start making five birthday cards and distributing it to your friends also start small uh, just to give it a try it's like a experiment thing that do you like doing it do you want to continue with it and 
even that one small step it starts transforming into two steps three steps four steps apne aap hi but that, that you need to get that push to yourself to start that first initial step yeah. so uh, that's all i say that if you really have that spark ek baar try to karo fir dekhna fail ho jaoge to chhod dena but try to wo bhai ek five ek wo aur wo try ka kabhi sahi time nahi aata yeah that is also the second time jab sahi time aayega <laughs> yeah obviously uh, so uh, it's the next question is like how do you find your customers customers like whom did you target how and whom did you target so uh, initially of course it's always friends and relatives and uh, acquaintances then gradually uh, then we start i started networking outside the circles uh, with the actually networking started with the, the people i know with their network gradually uh, expanding that um, and the parallel of course you have to do your digital part you have to do your social media part uh, facebook instagram has to start growing website has to start growing and uh, nsrcl was a very good networking platform yeah. for that matter uh, that gave me a big push uh, and so basically it's all about uh, expanding your network as much as you possibly you can that is how i honestly started then gradually unknown people also started pouring in that was the good part and fingers first for it <laughs> but yeah uh, eventually it's about networking and start going out and talking to people talking to people whom you just said hi hello in your society once <laughs> but okay. you start communicating with them also <laughs> okay so, so uh, you you were very specific about the gender or age or it is how you just ha huh, so initially uh, I want I wouldn't say gender but yes I was uh, I did try to focus on my target segment at that okay this is the age group I'm targeting it's going to be more towards middle life women or men or anyone uh, so yes a target segment is very important because honestly uh, we can make products for if you're a product person you can make products for everyone uh, that is agreed but you need to first target one maybe one age group of people maybe or one area of people maybe or just one colony of people or something that sort and keep the products and i personally feel that keep the products minimum make them properly viable acche se so that suits people and then try yeah. making multiple products that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. until as you've perfected one thing that yes everyone's coming back to you for it mm-hmm. that is when you start gradually expanding you can't possibly target everyone that yeah. it comes to hate yeah yeah so uh what is it what do you want to be known as <laughs> um so i yes i would want to be known as a person you know, who did well in life but at the same time the uh, time gave back to the society what the society gave to her that is very that's the underlying thread of whatever i do that i want to be successful i want to be on top i want to be known and uh, famous anyone wants to be but yes uh, i give back to the society and people do uh, remember me as maybe you say you know tata maybe a ratan tata not to that level but yeah why give not back, <laughs> yeah <laughs> give back to the society do uh, good for yourself but at the same time do good for the society and you be remembered for that that is that is one underlying thread i always want to have Okay, that is more or less around it. <laughs> that's that's really beautiful because for you, the 
time I started conversing with you, you are with the thing that you have to give back to the society. You are preparing, building your empire so that you have to give back to the society and bring it up. So I always feel, you know, we we get a lot, but we generally don't give back. That's more or less. Uh, that's generally the tendency uh, we yeah. have. Because world's been really kind to us. Yes, <laughs> we have a beautiful life. To a certain extent, if I can do something back, then it's going to be really good for that, me. That's always uh, true. Whatever we give, we get back the more. It, uh, it applies for in all the areas. Be it money, hmm. be it love, be it uh, whatever we think of. The more you give, the more we get. <laughs> yes, Ashita, I think I would like to thank for you once again for your time and uh, wonderful sharing. And wishing you good luck and may your products be globally recognized and all people across the globe uh, be your customers. Uh, wishing you some more success and uh, thanks for being a part of my podcast. Thank you so much, Chetna. It was lovely talking to you. Thanks a lot, Dan, for calling me. <laughs> Hey awesome people, if this episode has inspired you, please leave your review and don't forget to share to your friends and family on social media. Also, do follow me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Until my next episode, don't forget to impact, influence and live a life of your own legacy. Your host Chetna here, signing off for now.